new week, new us. Mm-hmm. Not new, really. Same us, but you know, whatever. This is JP. Survive the week. This is that song. And we're surviving mm-hmm. on random encounters of the Nerd Sky. Uh, yeah. It's been eventful the last couple weeks since we last recorded. Yep. Lots of stuff going down in the industry. We've got closer, closures. We've got announcements of some of the last few books for said closed things. Yeah. Um, there's some new Kickstarters going up. We've got some more information about Warcats from Barbara Press. So we're probably going to talk about Sonic, because why wouldn't we? It's on brand. Social engineering. Social, Social engineering. engineering. Sonic is 100% social, social, yeah. social engineering, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. I think I, I think you know the route you're going by. Uh, let's start off with the FFG stuff, since that's kind of how we started, was with uh, FFG stuff. Yeah, I honestly thought we were recording last week with how much like news we were getting from Dude, it was that. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I could have. You should have just been like, hey, emergency podcast. Yep. I would have come down. I'm mobile now. I have a vehicle. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was wild stuff. So by now, whoever listens to us, yeah, uh, probably know. knows. You probably pay attention if you're listening to us. Yeah, but uh, FFG shut down their entire RPG division. Sad trombone. Mm-hmm. Pour one out for a real one. Put out some pretty quality content, uh, minus all the Star Wars stuff. But that's my own <laughs> personal dislikes coming through. Um, I like Star Wars. It's that system. Looked a bad taste in my mouth. Um, but yeah, what we're sad about is L5R. Yep, Alpha uh, R is no no more. Unfortunately, be, yeah, we're gonna get a few more of the few more books coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna have to make sure to use some of the OT I've got coming up to pick up the books I haven't picked up yet before they become rare collectors' items. Yep. Um, now the good news is uh, they have announced uh, some of the stuff that's coming out. Um, so we're gonna get a book uh, focused around the spirituality of the. Uh, Rokugan. I almost said Iron Kingdoms because I've got, man, I've got <laughs> Privateer Press stuff on the brain today. Um, between, I couldn't sleep last night and like while I was falling asleep, I just couldn't stop thinking about War Machine stuff. Yeah. So like my brain was like playing a game of War Machine. It was weird. Yeah. Like it was really weird. I'm like, no, I'm trying to sleep. And then, like, it's that sort of not quite, that not quite dreaming, but like on that cusp of dreaming. Yeah. Where you're like aware of what's going on. Anyway, it was yeah um also a new adventure since they always bring book and adventure that focuses in on the themes of said book which i really like i think their adventures so far that the ones that i've read at least have been pretty good quality um and that one is gonna be uh you died but you're not supposed to be dead mm-hmm. and you gotta find a way to not be dead you and your buddies yeah, uh, we don't know a whole lot whether you'll, whether at the end you'll be uh, brought back to life yep. or whether you will just cross over to yeah, maybe reincarnate. Yeah, uh, whatever the case is, what's really, what I thought was really awesome about this this adventure is that so far every adventure book that you you've been provided, they provide you a map yes. of where you're at. This yeah. time a map of you the heavens. Of, yeah. It's pretty cool. Like the underworld and stuff and it looks awesome. Yeah, Indeed. the heavens and the underworld. It expressly called out you're gonna have to go through Jigoku, yep. which like the horror aspects of L five R to me, like there's something about that Asian themed horror that just works real good. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like one hundred percent for me. 
Um, so you could probably pull some like real crazy like Jinji Ito shit when, with yep. uh, with that, which I'm here for. Uh, I'm excited for it. Um, I wish that we had a group going, but now my dance cards really fall. So I don't even know where I'd find the time between. I swear, I have two D and D groups. I'm not running either, so that's yeah, not bad. The, the only game I'm running right now oh, is so. Star Wars yeah. on Saturday nights. Right it's on. a late night game. It's like from 10 to, 10 to midnight. Okay. Um, so if you ever did want to join a late 10 to midnight yeah. game. I mean, I can't. It's doable. Jazz is asleep. I've got nothing else better to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Maybe. Uh, we'll yeah. see. Uh, I know we had some, some mutual friends that just... They've, they've fallen on pretty bad time, so yeah. there's no pressure for them to go out party. Yep. But that's a whole different Yeah, that's a whole different ball of wax. That's uh, just the nature of it's hard as adults to schedule role-playing games. Yep. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got, like, I got real lucky with, like, I have a every other Saturday game uh, with a fellow that Jazz met um, playing against Zana Blackfire. Um, I actually ended up taking his spot in the Wednesday night game that I'm mm-hmm. in, uh, that Jazz is also in. Um... And by the wonderful Chandler of Line of Sight podcast fame, give them a listen too. Not that they need the bump, we're the ones that they should be giving the bump. God damn it! <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like we got lucky that it's a group that gels pretty well. We've been consistent. And that's the biggest thing I find with like an RPG group. If you're not consistent, then you're, it's gonna fade. I mean, that's basically what happened with my uh, red markets that I was running. Yeah. It got to a point where uh, two of the players who were a married couple, well, for one, they, you know, ended up having a kid. So that puts a dampener on things. Don't have um, children. Having, yeah, don't have children. And one, the one who initiated that is the one that, who has them. So, you know. <laughs> that that um, is true. I've learned. I've you, learned. you learned the do hard not, way. Do not have children. <laughs> and I learned from living with you and your children. <laughs> uh, that's fine. No, I already felt this way. It's fine. They didn't scare me away from it. I, I just, I, I rather it be a, a mutual choice between yeah. them and their partners, whoever yep. that may be, that they would like to. Yep. But by no means am I ever going to pressure somebody into having children. Yeah. I think that's that's just like a roundabout way of screwing people over by saying <laughs> yeah. you screwed me while I raised you. It's time for you to get screwed. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, no. Not lying down with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, definitely a choice you can make. Yep. I mean, I guess we need more people. So we run out if we don't. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, Corona's helping. Corona's <laughs> helping right now. I mean, if you think that over- overpopulation is a thing, but then you get into the whole eco-fascism <laughs> argument. So, yep. and it's been proven time and again that we have the resources to actually, oh, yeah. like, you know, thrive, but it's uh, it's, it's the system itself that yep. is uh, ruining things for everyone. Yeah, but going well, back that's a to different po- guns, uh, Yeah, <laughs> that's a very different <laughs> podcast. Um, let's get back to our weird imperialistic feudal Japanese world. Yep. Um, so yeah, new books. Uh, the art looks amazing. Yep. The uh, art quality getting... has never not looked amazing. Yeah, they're. From the, the, I mean, part. I think that's where most of the friggin' budget has to go is the art, like. Um, I, uh, I'm excited to see we're getting rules for the Centipede. Yep. Uh, they're always one of those clans that I always really liked. Uh, the, you know, biggest, like, followers, of, or not necessarily followers is the right word, but, like, you know, 
worshippers uh, of uh, of Lady Sun, whose name I'm really bad at pronouncing. Amateras. Yeah. Just, for some reason, I see it and I see it in my head, and I just can't do it. This is one of those weird ones. Lord Moon's name is even worse. Sukiomi. No, it's different. It's something with an O. I don't know, because I don't think they actually. I don't think. I think that's one of those things that they just made up instead of just oh, okay. taking it straight. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look again. Pretty sure it starts with an O, though. It's been years. Yeah, I'm gonna be surprised if it doesn't. He's just Lord Moon because it's easier yeah. that way. Lord Moon, Lady Sun. Yep. Um, so now that, that's exciting. It always makes me be like, ah, maybe one day we'll get back to a little bit more similar to the uh, old timeline where we got, you know, we get the the uh, Yoritomo's alliance where all the different minor clans band together because they're sick of getting shat on by the major clans. You got Tatori's army, which is like all these Ronin and minor clan people banding together to, you know, protect the people. Um, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Uh, the good news is, the as far as we know, nothing is changing with the LCG. Um, and the storyline is going to continue with that. Um, which is nice. Uh, we can only hope that maybe they'll every once in a while give us a crumb of RPG uh, so, through freelancers and stuff. But who so knows? it sounds like, and this was something I hadn't noticed, and I'm now kind of in a collector vibe, is that the light novels actually provide like 16 pages of RPG content. Yeah. That I, I had never noticed. So that you can like use. For yeah, that you can use um, for the game story. Uh, yeah, a lot of it is definitely basic, like the like the Dragon Genpuku. Like they they actually go over what does it mean for you to be a yeah. dragon and go through this Genpuku, which I don't think is really one hundred percent covered in the bigger book. Yeah, they you don't know? go into like deep detail on it. Um, and that's kind of always the way the, the, like, where they put the story out has been, right? Like, it's always like, well, we also have these, like, little micro-fiction story things yeah. to um, help push things along yep. um, and give you a little bit deeper detail. Um, at the same time, I always say, as I always say, never stay too shackled to, you know, canon because do whatever you want. It's your game, you know? Yeah, that, I mean, at the end of the day, it really is your game. You're just in this setting, yeah. and events may happen, which if you haven't gone through the Winter Court book, uh, they kind of throw you in for a loop, because up until the uh, sort of crab book, right? yeah, it went back in time. Yeah. And apparently a lot of people that have played it are saying you need a meta game a lot. Because you need to know things that normally you wouldn't know uh -huh. in order to play the adventure correctly. Which I'm totally fine with. It is a political adventure. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like... It, if your players already have characters that they've been like using for a while, they can't yeah. really use those characters anymore. Because yeah. then they're rewinding back to before they were even samurai. Which is weird overall yeah. so so I, when you say the winter court book do you mean the one that they have up on their website that adventure that's at winter court or the other one the that one came out when the, the stone something of stone book court, yeah when the court of stones book, of stone, book came out yeah. that adventure okay 
is is weird in the timeline. Yes. Is it like before uh, Satsuma dies or something? Or it sounds like it. Like okay. It, it sounds I haven't before read that either, event has so. happened. Yeah, I I hadn't either. Like I read a review by one of the other uh, guys in the big group, and they were mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you have to bear in mind you gotta do some prep work because they don't prepare you for it." And I'm like, "Well, what what kind of prep work?" And, that's when like one of the other writers or, that works on the project or worked on the project yeah. mentioned well the timeline is actually before the first book that you play that's where weird. you become a samurai so I in wonder a way where... it's like a separate adventure altogether yeah. but the tie-in is that the things you do here Effect. Are meant to affect, affect everything. Else. Yeah, affect everything. Else. I wonder. I wonder if it was meant to be the first book, Possible. and then they changed their timeline. Yeah, and we're like, oh hey, we need to do the original first adventure should be a Genpuku adventure. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I like the idea of it. Yep. Um, it it's I'll definitely it. not <laughs> like the uh, smaller adventure that they provide. Mm-hmm. With the little girl and mm-hmm. the Phoenix and the Dragon conflict, yeah. So this is where I think like that Court of Stones book and this little story and Winter Court in general kind of fit together. If you do that other story before the little girl story, you could bring those tie-ins right away. Okay. Into that little girl story. So you are you saying do the Winter Court thing as a separate like one not really one shot because it'll probably take you multiple seconds there's yeah. a separate like little arc with different characters yes okay do them that with different sense. characters do them with potential lords that could be cool and then bring because what happens in this the little story that they have online with the girl is that the lords show up and the lords send out like what they want the players to do okay. in that adventure so mm-hmm. if you tied in with the winter court book with the court of stones book you can mm-hmm. say that the thing that they sent you to do happened because of the things that happened okay. in okay. the other book i like it i like so, it that's that's definitely like the tie-in there uh overall so like when you do kind of go through these adventures mm-hmm. like yeah definitely like you'll want, you will want to prepare your players and know your choices will affect yeah things in the future to me it feels like maybe they should have given you some free gens for that i um, yeah if you're I, I if you agree. want it to be if if you, you for your idea like yeah. where the lords are the ones who should be running the show yep and, yeah yeah they definitely should have given you pre-gens for that way to tie in a little bit better that way uh without it you really are playing your character's lord or even like another samurai higher yeah just somebody higher up in the hierarchy from you yeah so that when you get your going guard your uh representative at uh the winter court yeah or wherever yeah wherever that that you're doing things the reason why you're doing things was because of things that happened in a prior session and okay and you would have knowledge of it like story-wise yeah which you could i guess metagame in you quotes could, but, but i mean you've got honestly like it's pretty at least for me it's pretty easy to separate character knowledge yeah, from yeah. player knowledge like i i 
do it all the time because half the time you're playing in a weird setting where I know stuff about the setting. Yeah. Like whenever we play a Star Wars thing, I'm like, well, I know this stuff. Right. My character. Yep. So uh, bear in mind with that book that that's, uh, that's a thing, which will probably mean that for this Phoenix book, if you start off dead, technically you're also not following the current timeline. Yeah. Uh, with the um, with this the lion girl, who is the uh, Mahos Mahosuki. Mm-hmm. Um, more than likely, if you're if you start off dead or whatever, uh, if they do do a tie into that, I would assume it has to do with Maho Mahosuki. Well, you know, trying to coerce yeah. spirits for info. They do mention but... in the blurb something about an oni. And it could be the one that you run into in the. Oh yeah, and the <laughs> yeah, in the Onichan book, the Mask yeah. of the Onichan. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that book, man, Mask of the Onichan. Mask of the Onichan was just cool adventure. I like that adventure. Just to uh, say the way we ended our adventure. Oh, it ended cool. It was very was cool. Very uh, interesting. Let me sacrifice himself. Yep. Contract yeah. contractual obligations with the Oni. Yeah. Allow the rest of the party to uh, leave. Not great. And now I was ready to get myself killed, but yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. I'm like, a... okay, how could I beat this Oni? I, if I roll really well, I can pull some shenanigans. I, I really like looking at the crunch. Yeah. Unless you guys went in as like rank fives. Or whatever, there's no way in hell. Oh, well, you know. Survive that. So the answer is run. Yeah. But I'm a samurai, so I shouldn't run. But I'm also not an idiot. <laughs> yep. Bushido. Well, it's the whole your uh, ninja versus your giri. Yep. Gotta, gotta figure it out. Yep. Um, I have played a little bit of the card game recently. Uh, finally got to do that. For a long time of not. I have almost everything for it. The only things I'm missing are a couple of the clan packs and the clan war box. Um, and uh, Unicorn actually feels strong. It's oh, nice. Unicorn's, really Unicorn's good. good now. I haven't played in a long time. Like now Unicorn are like considered like they're not like S tier, but they're like up there. Oh, like yeah. they're they're like they're like A's. Which yeah. you know what? It feels nice. Because we started as uh, wood tier. Um, yeah. We were literally pro- probably the worst clan. Yeah, when I logged um, into Jigoku to learn how to play, like, yeah. Somebody and you just got, be... like, yeah. slaughtered. Yeah. Um, the downside is I want to play. Uh, there's a Phoenix deck that I also want to play, uh, which Phoenix are not considered very good right now, which is weird. Who said they, that? Most Who people. That most, a, lot of, a lot of times, a lot of their, like, best stuff got banned. Yeah, because they literally won last year's world champs yeah. in December. Like, yeah. they just won, and a ton of their things got like restricted or banned out. Yep. Right? They were really, really good. They, yeah, but they're not anymore. They're not considered top tier anymore. I, there's, I, I think they're still good and playable. But anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, That's I would true. need to steal cards out of my unicorn deck because yeah. how can you not play spy glasses? And right? and uh, and uh, the talisman, yeah. the Mashido talisman, yeah. like uh, I see those cards in Dragon Deck. Oh yeah, no, I was so like, we have so many good attachments that are so good to just splash into yeah. Dragon Decks. Um, Dragon are also one of those that, for some reason, like 
Like in tournament play, they don't do super great, but like kitchen table, they probably do fantastic. But that's oh, how yeah. it was at the beginning of the edition. Yep. Like our one buddy, uh, when the edition for when the game first came out, uh, he was just playing dragon and just like wh- whooping on everyone. Uh, and you know that was the yeah. day where the only splash you could really do was dragon because you needed to because yeah. let go. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let it's go interesting. Get splashed. Yeah. Like a lot of people. If you're playing, play. if you want to splash dragon, yeah. I do different things. I move people's stuff around with a uh, uh, Ayushi Rume. Rume? I don't remember the name. I can picture the card, um, but she can move an attachment from one character to another character. I'm like, dope. I hate playing against uh, Scorpion. Scorpion. I uh, feel like the banned and restriction list gave Scorpion a bit of an edge, even yeah. though they took some things from them. Mm-hmm. They didn't take a lot of things, yeah. and they are because they're another one that does that. I don't feel like they probably don't win a lot of Cotes or something, so they, they don't always like... reach like top two. Do they? The okay. last two, but they don't win. Yes, that's the problem. <laughs> they don't win. Like because I know get the top eight. Because when I was when I was looking at the top eight for Elvio, mostly Lion, Crabbits, us. Uh, a unicorn or two. There was a phoenix. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if I saw any scorpion. I don't know. It's been a few days. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's we've only been like a month into the new, uh, almost a little bit, almost two into the new, yeah, into the they, new uh, format. And since we on. are increasing the card pull count from mm-hmm. what is it four four cycles to six cycles? Yeah, it'll be interesting. It makes sense that they would do a lot of these things preemptively. Like a yeah. lot of the Phoenix stuff was literally you are not allowed to play something. Yes, which isn't fun. Yeah, that's why I think they're bad cards. Is because it's not fun. Oh yeah, of course those made a ton of sense and why they're just outright gone. I was like, well, there are a few things sense. that I was like, oh man, I really enjoyed that card, but it's because of the way that it interacts with things. Yeah. It's the one spell that like mm-hmm. when stuff happens, you get the fate or whatever. Yep. Instead of it going away, uh, one of the crane guys that used to give a discount, yeah, no longer gives a discount, yeah, which that is kind of sad. But Wait, which one? Was damn good. Which one was that? Was that? Is, is it Uji? Yeah. Oh, he doesn't give a discount anymore. No, that cheating son of a bitch. Yes. No, he does not give the discount okay. anymore. Because that was it, my <laughs> first multiplayer game. The player who won because yeah. I kept literally every time there was a conflict, yeah. I had to be involved because yeah. they were just like, well, I can't go into him because he gets to just yeah. cheat people out with Uji. So I guess I'm coming at you. And I'm like, if this was a one-on-one game, I would be creaming you guys. Uh- <laughs> no, Uji does not give the discount anymore. Yeah. It, that made me sad, but he is more balanced into the in, in the format, yeah. which allows you to then play him. Plus other things that normally you couldn't, so it's not. Yeah, it's it's an okay sacrifice. His, him being able to to cheat guys out of your provinces is worth it alone, yes. right? Yeah. Like Probably, the yeah. fact that you're like, okay, dynasty phase, I have Uji out. Well, I'm not gonna buy anyone because I don't need to. I pass, I get the phase. Yep. You do still get the favorite pass. I can't remember. Yes, I know weird you, things you have changed. Still get it. W- wasn't it like You're the, the first person to pass. You yeah. get the wasn't it like uh, that they used to give a fate for going second or something? If you go second, you do gain. gain you do fate. get a fate. Okay. 
but in that dynasty phase, the first one to say the pass, pass yeah, gets the pass. Then I don't know what my the person who I'm relying on to like, you know, who supposedly knows the rules better, apparently. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, but yeah, it's fun. I have three books now, three rule books. Yeah, I can show you where it's at. Thanks. You don't need to. I believe you. <laughs> yeah, I believe you when it comes to rules, like. You're you're a pretty rules oriented guy, so yeah, Alpha yeah, Fire's fun. Uh, I'd play more, but we don't really have a local meta. Yep, we don't. And I'm weird and haven't taken the time to learn to play on Jigoku yet. Um, it's it's a little confusing, but yeah. I mean, it's for who build it and how much time it's and free. resources they like, put. You yeah. know, I mean, thank you for doing that. Yeah, we pre- I appreciate At that the it very exists. Least. Yes, thank um, you. I know that's that. where to bring up Chandler. He's he was one of the people that was in the L five R meta at the beginning, but he played a lot on there because he could just do yep. it. Like he's a stay on daddy and just do it. Um, like he can be wrangling kids and also playing. You know, yeah. By wrangling kids, I mean let's be honest. You turn on the television, that's what you do as a parent nowadays. It's easier. Let uh, chip and potato take care of it. Yeah, whoever those Paw people Patrol. are. Yeah, all these. I don't know, man. I don't know these new Fangle cartoons. It's on Netflix, man. Whatever is on Netflix will keep keep your kids uh, preoccupied. You know what? I'm just gonna put Yu Yu Hakusho on if I ever have kids. They'll be confused. They'll be fucked. They'll slowly learn Japanese <laughs> by watching Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, yep. Man, I love that show. We're doing a filmed version of the stage play that they're gonna be releasing on DVD. I didn't even know there was a stage play. Kind of weird, man. Making stage plays out of anime. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Privateer Press's new endeavor, uh, which I'm personally very excited for, especially after seeing gameplay of it today. Uh, Warcaster, Neo Mechanica. Uh, Tony, you know anything about it? Other than what uh, I told you, I followed the Q and A's as to okay. why they went with Kickstarter. Okay. And, um, I know that they're pushing to launch yes. the Kickstarter, which I'm pretty sure is where we're gonna see a ton of stuff. Yes, come through right now. We're just kind of like snippets. Yeah, we've already seen a little bit of a snippet of the next faction, which is exciting. Um, which is probably the one I'm going to end up playing because it looks spooky. Uh, and if you give me a spooky faction, I'll probably play it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Um, so for those that don't know, Privateer Press, folks who make War Machine and Hordes, uh, my personal game of choice, um, are releasing a new game this year. Uh, it's a sci-fi setting uh, that takes place in the future of their, uh, their Iron Kingdom setting, uh, but in a different universe. Um, basically what happened is, uh, the Infernals, which are basically, you know, Eldritch Horrors from beyond time and space showed up, uh, because they had made a deal back in the day, uh, in order to help the humans out. Um, and they're here to collect, um, and in order to escape, uh, what the Infernals are doing, a bunch of humanity escaped the planet through a portal to uh, the goddess Cirrus herself, which apparently is a universe uh, full of magic and cool stuff. Uh, and it's been, you know, about 5,000-ish years since everybody fled. 
Uh, and now we have new societies and groups of people and stuff going on. Um, everybody's fighting over uh, definitely not oil, definitely not magic oil. Uh, this stuff called uh, Arc in Essence, uh, or Arc for short, um, which you use throughout the game actually to empower your things. Uh, so unlike War Machine where you start with a Warcaster in play, um, you yourself are the Warcaster. Um, you're basically playing the various uh, groups that uh, are fighting over the Arcanescence. Um, and you have the ability uh, to summon your dudes down from these like dropship things out of these portals that you'll place throughout the game, uh, which I think is an interesting mechanic. Uh, in order to, you know, it's a little seems a little bit more dynamic. Like with War Machine, you know, you all start in the field, and yeah. turn one is basically just run at each other usually, and everything from there is when things start getting spicy. Um, with this, you're sort of it's alternating activations, which is nice. That's exciting. That's uh, a step in the right direction with modern game design type stuff, which you know we've been. I think both of us have been pretty vocal proponents of alternating activations on the podcast in the past. Um, just it just feels better. It makes it so that you're not just sitting there while your opponent takes a two-hour turn. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think Reason- that's what like makes a lot of the action card games like really good. Is that yeah? You think you take an action, they take an action. Think, so yeah, even in, even in Magic, in. like there's action right like. You know, action, reaction. L5R. Like, yep. That's one of the great parts about L5R is that, you know, there's an action window for each player to do things, which is great. Um, and yeah, so what we've seen so far is a little bit, we've seen the bare bones of how things work. If you go on Privateer Press's Twitch page, um, you should be able to watch the VOD. They did a, um, a, what's the word I'm looking for? A playthrough with the basic rules using the two base starter sets that we've seen so far uh, of the two factions, the Iron Star something. Man, it's going to bother me that I can't think of their name. Iron Star something. I got it right here. I've got it right here. No, I don't. Uh, it's the Marcher Worlds and the Iron Star someone. Um, basically, one is the Marcher Worlds are basically the ragtag group of like everybody who don't, wants to just be off and the, off on the fringes doing their own thing. Think, you know, Firefly, that's what everybody's comparing it to. Or even just, you know, the people on the Outer Rim in Star Wars. Um, while the Iron Star Consortium? Confederation? Something. Something with a C. I know that much. Company? Probably not company. Um, they, uh, they're like the core power They've got all the cool, the big, cool, like, super technology. They're the Pano. They're the Galactic Empire. They're, you know, the guys with all this stuff. Um, there's going to be at least one other faction releasing on the Kickstarter. We have seen a piece of artwork, uh, and they look kind of... You know what the, like, sort of Cephalix guys look like? Yeah. They have kind of a similar look to that. Uh, the the guy that they showed was called a grafter. Mm-hmm. And he has like you know the the black leather looking armor. Yeah. He's got like two extra arms attached to his side, and then two like 
claw things attached to his stomach. Uh, he's got like a bone saw thing. Looks really cool. And I was like, well, that's probably who I'm going to end up playing. <laughs> Until they have, you know, some type of monsters. It's probably going to be the weird, like, you know, we're going to modify ourselves and look cool, guys. Um, yeah, they, they did confirm that character-wise. Um, somebody asked, are we going to have aliens? Well, technically, you are the aliens. Yeah, so... Yeah, technically people are the aliens. I've got yeah. stuff in my mouth. Don't bother me. <laughs> so so we'll, we'll maybe we'll fix that. Stuff. Probably not. Um, no. Yeah, probably not. We're lazy. Um, true. We'll, uh, they said we may eventually see some, you know, actual, like, the things that are indigenous to this, you know, part of the galaxy yeah. that come from beyond the galaxy, um, which will be cool to see. Um, that's what I was kind of wanting really bad. But when they were like, we're not going to have it, I'm like, okay, well, I'll find a faction that works for now. Um, honestly, all of the stuff we've seen so far, I like the models for. Of course, the nerds on the internet are like, this is just Tau. This is just bad Infinity stuff. And I'm just like, guys, you know what doesn't make anyone want to play your game? When you're just shitting on the game that other people like. Yes. Listen, I learn. We, we all we all shit on games sometimes. I'll be the first to admit that sometimes they go a little hard in the paint, making fun of other games. Generally, it's Games Workshop though, so I don't really count it. Because I mean, for one, they're British, so come on. They're, are they really people? Eh. Um, you know, at least the at least the English. Like they're the ones that I'm like, eh, I don't know if they count. But you know, everyone else, I'm like, cool, whatever. Um, you're not gonna, you know, you make me not want to play like I, you saw it the most on. I feel like the Infinity Facebook groups, um, which honestly, the Infinity community I feel like has just been on a downward slope. Uh, I feel like enough people that were intolerable from other communities splintered off and started playing other games yeah. that all the shitty people are going right you now and ruining those communities too. Now. Yeah, which sucks. Um, Infinity is fun. A lot of the people I've met who play it are really nice folks. Yep. Um, but, yeah. It's annoying. I'm really excited yeah. for, for Warcaster, though. Uh, the one thing, you know, if there's one thing we're known for, it's our dislike of established companies using Kickstarter. Unfortunately, the initial wave is going to be through Kickstarter. Yep. Now, there's plenty of arguments on either side about this. Um, the way this market is right now with miniature skirmish games especially it is very saturated so I understand them wanting to use it for what Kickstarter it's not what it was intended to be uh, but it's what it's become which is sort of a is there enough interest system um, yeah. if it makes it so that we get models quicker I'm all for it, I guess. It's annoying, but I'm not going to cry too much about it. Um, I mean, with their subscription services, it's not like they can't make the models. And they've, and really, it does sound like they're just trying to gauge interest uh, yeah. more so than anything, because it's not like they're going to have a third party company produce the miniatures. They they were upfront. They said we're gonna produce the miniatures. Yeah, well that's we because actually they actually have already have been able to in the past with yeah. uh, 
Like they they were able to at one point get some pretty good um, like hard plastics made, mm-hmm. but the process apparently and them dealing with whatever company it was was horrendous. So like screw it, we're just gonna you know we're going back to basics. It's gonna be metal and resin. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do it in house. Which you know what? If that means that there's not gonna be the production issues and they're gonna be able to get stuff to people in a timely manner. Yeah. We're not going to have a situation like the Revelator, which we never got a model for during Mark II. It was a model that was supposed to come out of Mark II that didn't come out until like partway into Mark III. I understand not wanting to have a model sit in production hell for two years, you know? Yep. Um, Is it unfortunate that they're doing it through Kickstarter? I'd prefer if they weren't. But when I put it into the perspective that people have told me that, you know, Privateer isn't that huge of a company. They have been around for a long time, but they're not making a lot. They don't have GW money. So they're having to, you know, molds are expensive. They don't have the infrastructure to do the, you know, injection print. Uh, Wow, I can't think of the word. I can't think of the word. Plastics. Hard plastics in-house. Resin? No, plastic, not resin. That's a... Plastic and resin are different, sir. Um, injection molded. There we go. Uh, they don't have like the infrastructure to do that. They got to do the old school, like you know, you pour the metal or the resin into the thing. Uh, they don't have a machine doing all the work for them necessarily. Um, so I understand. Um, it probably helps that it's a company that I you know have more respect for than a lot of other companies, and like you know, I like more than other companies that do this all the time they're not they're not cool men or you're not right they're not every six months doing a kickstarter to help them actually make up for not finished like getting the stuff out yet for the previous one from six months ago right they're not robbing themselves to like i'm just assuming they're robbing themselves to get their stuff out because man their entire thing is just hey we had the most successful kickstarter ever uh have another one Maybe we didn't make enough money. You'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, businesses can do whatever the hell they want at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, the way Cool Mini or Not started wasn't really producing miniature board games. Yeah. In this fashion, it was just... I, I feel like they've, they've crossed the threshold of... If they're really in this business of producing miniature games... Then they need to just outright be a miniatures company. You're talking about cool or not, right? Yeah. 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 You know, no, I agree. Instead, they keep flip flopping between. Yeah. Well, we're just a community producing a game. No, yeah. there's somebody with very deep pockets right yep. now over there that yeah, didn't somebody's have those got a lot pockets. of money off of all these like everything. Yep. Like. Yeah, yeah. with with Privateer Press, like. I mean, to me, it does sound like they're trying to gauge interest, um, which is good for them. But at the same time, it worries me a little bit mm-hmm. in the sense that Riot Quest, was it a Kickstarter? No, no. They The only other okay. things, so they've they've only done two Kickstarters in the past. Um, they had Widero, Widower's Wood, uh, which nobody remembers that. That was, was like... RPG, right? No, it wasn't an RPG. It was like sort of a table, like a, a board game, like skirmish, like dungeon crawler type thing. 
You remember Undercity? Yeah, it's right there in the corner. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I can literally can see it. It was the Horde's version of Undercity, basically. Oh, okay. Um, and the other thing they did was our art book, right. which that I completely understand because it's a random, like, specialty thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't want to, especially with books, you don't want to just print, like, you know, 10,000 books and hope that they will. Yeah. Because you will sit on that inventory forever. Yeah. And it'll become one of the random things they throw into every single yeah. uh, mystery box. Yep. Um, I know I backed that one. It's a beautiful book. It's got some really cool art in it. Yeah, outside of that, they're PC games. They're Steam games. Yeah, but they were they didn't make that. They were involved. But I don't count that. <laughs> they share their IP for a game. Yeah, but they don't have control over what that company does once they've licensed the LP. LP? IP, really. I mean, it depends on... It depends on the agreement, contract, right? right? Like... Yeah, normally it they can't just go hog yeah. wild on sure. IP. There's some level of restriction. Yeah, so there's some level of restriction, but like, once you got, like, the game wasn't quite what we hoped it would be. It's not the worst game in the world. I've definitely played worse games. Um, but it was very poorly optimized. <laughs> and so it barely ran, even if you had, like, I know I, I knew people when it came up that had pretty good rigs that were like, yeah, this runs like shit. <laughs> this is diarrhea, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, it didn't really feel as much like War Machine upon release, which was a little sad. I, what I want, I just legitimately, all they had to do was make a tabletop, or a video game version of the War Machine tabletop in there. Yeah. And I would have been sold, right? Yeah. Like if I, if they literally, if Privateer Press, man, guys, guys, if any of you are listening, you need to get a competent developer to do a game in your setting. Look at what it's done for Games Workshop. Yeah. Look at how their sales have gone after they like stopped restricting themselves on who got to like make games set in their world. Yeah, there's been some stinkers and there's been a lot of like it feels kind of like shovelware that's like basically redoing the same game but reskinning it with different things in the mm -hmm. setting but think of like how cool would it be to have like a dynasty warriors style game where you're like a warcaster because to me that's what a warcaster should be able to do yeah like warcasters with their magic can like go out there and dynasty warriors and, yeah, oh yeah take like, on the hordes of yeah take on like it's like a unit of guys versus you know fucking Kane and Kane yeah, just yeah. 360 no scopes every single one of them yeah. like Hakar or not Hakar um, his name's not Hakar uh, Xerxes yep. like that guy on his rhino just barreling yeah. through stuff and hitting people with his really dumb like Tetsubo nunchuck thing um, yeah. <laughs> like there's so many cool things you can do Asphyxius just going ham on people oh man Karchev the fucking terrible oh my god if you gave me a game where i got to just run around his car and his weird jack body just like just mowing down like trenchers mm -hmm. i'd play it i'd play it so much that sounds fun sounds like yeah. a good christian time it's a wholesome time <laughs> so wholesome um yeah no like get on it pp come on if you're listening yeah get on it pp come on Matt Wilson, I know you're a fan. You're probably not a fan, but you, you could be. 
Come on, Matt Wilson. I don't know if I've, I think I might have talked shit on you on this podcast. But I talk I shit about everyone. So. I don't, I don't know. It's not, it's not a, the, the PP guys have been uh, pretty good with not getting it from us. Yeah. Well, it's like I actually like their product and they don't, right? I don't feel like they're screwing me all the time. Yeah. Uh, even if I play Legion. I think uh, Asmodee is, is screwing Yeah. But I don't, they're just a shadowy corporation in the back. Yeah, they are. Um, but yeah, back to Warcaster. I'm pretty stoked. I'm hoping that we. I'm can't. I'm hoping that. I hope by the end of the week they put up the Kickstarter because that'd be sweet. Um, because that's more information. I just want to. We're at that point right now. Um, we know a little bit about gameplay, and uh, we know a little bit about what's coming, but we don't know when. Yeah. I think once they launch the Kickstarter, which they did say they're going to have a retail tier, which to me, what's the point? Like, what's the point of having a retail tier? You end up paying the same amount. I mean, it's so that retailers can have the stuff and then, you know, they're not cut out. Usually retail tiers are a little bit less expensive, so they can make at least a little bit of a profit. It really depends on the retail tier. Uh, so far, um, at least the few Kickstarters where I saw retail tier, it didn't make a difference. It yeah. was just you and four other buddies got together but ordered through your retail because you were too lazy to open up a Kickstarter account. Uh, like That's what it looked like to me. Maybe. I don't know. And, and people, not no everybody has, has the money to hop on a Kickstarter. So those retailers can get those Kickstarter games like through that tier so those people that you know and you probably sell it a little bit of a markup like you definitely sell it I at would a markup. hope so uh, I know I would if I were a retailer they're like yeah. they're like but it's the Kickstarter and I'm like yeah yeah. if you want to hop on that Kickstarter you can yeah. or you can buy it from my brick and mortar where I need to you know pay the damn bills yep. gotta pay the bills and the rent is too damn high um, cool you want uh, a little bit more detailed information? Sorry? Pointing's a new gun for everybody. Yep, yep. Get rid of the old guns and give people better guns. Yep. Oh, Vermin Supreme, you hilarious man. <laughs> I follow him because he's a meme. Um, so a little bit of extra information on Warcaster. Taking this from the internet. Uh, thank you to uh, Kevin Love Francois Ganon. Um, probably not pronouncing that right because it's French um, for compiling this information for us um, but here's some information uh, on like rules some rule specific stuff so in the pregame um, each model individually does not cost points in the army um, there's not there's a points there's a size for each game uh, eight models and probably lower uh, is what's called a skirmish. Uh, 15 models is a full-size game. Skirmishes are played on a smaller board. I think they said 30 by 30. I don't know why it's not 36 by 36. Don't at me. They haven't said. Um, but normal games on a 4 by 4. Um, I kind of wish we were on a 3 by 3, but I just like 3 by 3. Um, they're just a nice size board. So at the beginning, beginning of each game, your warjacks have build points. Um, where you, before you put them into your list, you decide what weapons are going to be on them. Uh, and they're very customizable. Uh, Matt Wilson, uh, no, it wasn't Matt Wilson. It was Doug Hamilton, who's one of the sculptors, mentioned somewhere online 
that they are planning for you to be able to magnetize these pretty easily. Hopefully that means they come with magnets because that would be mint. Um, that would be so friggin' cool um, if you just got the magnets right with them. Um, and you can customize your warjacks a bit. Um, you also, at the beginning of each game, build what's called your rack. Uh, these are the cards that are sort of the warcaster-like buffs that you can mm -hmm. do uh, on your stuff. Uh, so the starter itself has 24 cards. At the beginning of each game, you make a 15-card rack out of the cards that you have. Uh, assuredly, there will be generic ones and the ones that are faction-specific. Um, you roll a d6 to start the game. Pretty simple. And then everybody starts with five points worth of units uh, in play during a skirmish. Uh, it may be more during a um, full start game. We don't know. Uh, you also start with five cards. Um, the way turn sequence is kind of interesting. Uh, obviously, you go back and forth. Um, but each scenario will have a certain number of... Uh, it's very scenario-focused. Um, so each... Uh, sorry, I'm scrolling through and skimming things. Uh, so I'll make sure I get this right. Um, the scenario we know is one called Recon, which is their like beginning of the game uh, scenario. Mm -hmm. The way it works is that you have objective tokens. Uh, there's, I believe, two of them and you're trying to control them. And throughout the game, they give you more points for controlling them. So each turn uh, is what's called a pulse round. And depending on the scenario, determines how many pulse rounds you do to, before the end of said turn. Okay. Um, everything does also get an activation token when it activates. So it is possible to like be full on like number of things you can activate, which is interesting. Um, so during you determine the number of activations in a round and pulse round in a game unclear on later might be static. so I believe they said it wasn't a static three that's what this guy has written here for that specific scenario it's you can only you can only through through a turn is when you score right so it, you have to go through three pulse rounds so three alternating activations between the two players. So I get one, you get one, I get one, you get one, I get one, you get one. Yeah. Um, before you can score again, right? Okay. Uh, with the same thing. So if you have other things that can get over and score on set objective, uh, you can presumably get more points. Okay. Don't, don't quote me on that. I right. could be getting it wrong. Um, this is very complicated and it's making my brain melt. Because uh, I, I, can, I can read it and get it, but talking it and getting it, man, that's hard. Um, yeah. So, beginning of each turn, uh, one of the first things you do is you check to see if um, all of your stuff, if all of your stuff has activation tokens on, you remove, you clear activation tokens. Uh, and then you can start having things activate again. Um, the way activations work is each, each time you're doing an activation, you get a uh, unit activation. Uh, and then another activation which specifically says it must be a solo if you're going to activate it. Everything gets a movement and an action. Um, in addition, uh, at the beginning of each turn, you can allocate arc to, to a model. You can allocate one to a model. Or you can pull arc off of a model. Either or. So what arc is, is every 
Warcaster, so every player, has seven arcs that they spend to do certain things. Um, you generally put them on models, and it gives them buffs. Um, models also have what are called, they can spike, which is where they spend that arc to get an additional like bonus for that turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got that little bit of, you know, uh, resource management that you have in War Machine yeah. as well. Um, one of the other very interesting things, uh, as mentioned before, not everything starts on the table. You're summing things in. Every turn, um, you can place a... There's going to be tokens for them with an actual sort of model. Uh, you can place a uh, gate within a certain number of inches of a model that uh, did not come into play that turn from a gate um, that has to be a warrior model. So war jacks, obviously, unless they have a special rule, can't do it. Um, and that is a thing that you can bring your guys out in order to bring guys out of a gate that gate has to have a certain number of arc on it and you remove that arc like for sort of the point cost of the model right so if you want to bring like two guys a unit of three guys and a solo out of that uh, you have to have when you spawn that arc put at least two uh, not spawn that arc spawn out of that gate put at least two arc on it if okay. that makes sense, It'll sort of. Probably make more sense when you watch actually, the video. Yeah. yeah, everybody should go watch the video. I'm bad at explaining things, which is well, why I do a it's podcast. It's not just that; it's just <laughs> it's hard know, to... Have to imagine things that yeah. don't exist yet yes. and whatnot. So. Um, from the gameplay we've seen, it looks really solid. Um, oh, very important thing that must be mentioned: it doesn't use normal d It uses the monster apocalypse dice. Um, and you only use the white and the red dice. Okay. Um, it makes it. Is that confirmed? Confirmed? Yeah, or that is, is it confirmed. Oh, okay. Like they I was showed it on if the. It was just like for demo purposes nope. only. And... Huh. No, it's going to be using. So the nice thing about that is that that basically means all of their games except War Machine use the same dice. Yeah. So if you play one of them, you're going to have the dice for all of them. Yeah. Um,. Definitely want to make it accessible and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so the way, and the way like doing an attack works is so you roll your mat rat or focus of the thing, depending on what you're trying to do. So mat for melee attacking, rat for shooting, your focus stat if you're casting a spell. You roll that many white dice. Um, you then add a red dice into your roll if you have any arc on that model. Mm-hmm. Um then your opponent, after you roll your hits, rolls a defense roll um, equal to their defense value uh, with white dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending If they have cover, uh, they get some red dice in there to help them defend, um, which pretty simple. Um, after you hit, uh, if you exceed their defense roll, you get a number of extra red dice on your damage roll equal to how much you exceed their armor by, right? Um, not their armor, their their defense roll by. Um, you then roll those dice to see how much damage you do. Uh, you do damage by uh, everything will have an armor value. Yeah. You need, you know, say something has an armor of two. Yeah. That means you need, uh, if I'm getting this correct, for every two dice that you get a hit on, that's a point of damage. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So six dice for three potential damage. Yeah. Eight for four. Yeah. 
That's how it's going. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they could have probably gone for one inch, but whatever. Maybe, but maybe just I don't know. I don't know how the because some of the dice uh, can have two pips on them. That's true. Um, is one of the big things. So, so guessing sixes on that dice is like a critical. Yeah. Like double pips. Yeah, I I haven't I have a thing for the probability on my phone. I haven't messed with it at all yet. Um, but yeah, that is one of the things. So for instance, so on a, if I remember right, on a, um, the white dice, I think there's one spot that has two hits on it and two or three that have, um, one hit and then the others are blank, obviously. Yeah. Um, on a red, reds, I think, are generally more, they have more hits on them. So right. I think they have, another, again, I think it's just one of the sides has two hits. Right. And then I think all but one is a one. Don't quote me on it, though. I haven't looked at my, mm-hmm. I, I have mom pox stuff. I just haven't looked at my, mom, my yeah. dice that thoroughly because... Mm-hmm. I'm not playing competitively or anything. So do you only do you only roll the red dice for damage, or do you roll? No, you roll dice? your white dice. Okay. So the white dice may not add a whole lot if you're lucky. Yeah. You might, it depends. But... Depends on how hot you roll. I mean, when if you oh, figure yeah. if it's if it's you know two sides are blank. I think it's three sides are blank. That makes sense. It's a fifty percent. Like it's basically a fifty percent to get at least one, and you might get two. Which isn't terrible. Like, figure you're rolling, you know. Say, let's see. Let's let's. I've I've got the thing right here. So say say you're say you're hitting a defense one thing, right? Uh, yeah. If you're hitting a defense one thing or a defense two thing, let's see. Let's remove that. Yeah, it's literally uh. So one die, one action die, the white dice, versus a defense one thing is a 50-50 shot to hit it. Um. Say the defense two. You know that goes down significantly because you could only yeah. get the one. The um, but you're usually rolling, from what I saw, at least three to four white dice. Um, so, yeah, and also, granted, you're also having to go against what your opponent's rolling. Yeah. So it makes the probability more. Dice, no matter what. Yeah. So, I mean, you get three chances of one in six. If you're if you're lucky, you're lucky, but. At the end of the day, technically, you're never like you. You don't replace the pit values on a on a die. Yeah. And so, you always have a one in six, no matter how many dice you roll. You're yep. just hoping you get that one in six. If you're just shooting for yeah. it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very rarely did it look like you're ever going to be rolling just like a die. Yeah. Um, usually, it's looking like three to four. Okay. Um, I'm sure there will be bigger things that like have a larger. Yeah. Um, like from what we've seen so far. My only um, hope is that they don't like die lock a character in that a character can absolutely do nothing even with max. Uh, yeah, I doubt that. I doubt that it will be like that. Because it sounds like if you have to hit, if you have to. Well, because that's the, the thing is your opponent is rolling against you as well, right? Yeah. It's, it would just be if something has high enough armor that it's like hard to ever do anything to it. Yeah, but so yeah. far, the highest armor that we have seen, I think, is a three. 
uh, that went up to a four because they have a shield. Ooh, um, that sounds tough, though. Like you have to get yeah. four pips just for to do a point of damage. damage. But usually things only have like the most. I think we've seen so far is like three or four health. Yeah, three health is the highest we've seen so far. In hit points. Uh, I hope there's a way to manipulate the die results to get to be able to get there. Maybe well, like I said, they're ninety percent of the time, but at least fifty percent because it, it becomes ninety percent of the time you're not hitting anything. I I don't you know that would suck. Unless your opponent is always rolling very hot, I don't think it'll. Um, so something I forgot to mention with when doing damage, everything has a also have a has a pow. And when you're rolling to check versus armor, mm -hmm. that's how many dice you roll. Okay. Uh, and it's white dice. And then as I mentioned, you get power dice, the red dice, for every point you exceed their defensive roll. Okay. So say you hit them and you roll, you know, two, and they roll really poorly and roll zero, you get two red dice in there in addition to your four... Right, 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 right. You know, white dice to not then check against their armor. You have right? arc on the yeah, not including if you have arc on the model. Cool. But I believe arc only gives you plus to hit. Don't quote me. Um, I'm just going off of this. Right. I, w I would assume even if arc gave you plus to hit, that's potential that's going to go over. Mm -hmm. which yeah, it can potentially go over give there. You more red dice, yeah. So. I it seems very interesting. I think it's. I don't think it's. Like obviously I'm gonna have to play with it to see how I how much I like it, um, so we'll see. Um, All right, we are pretty much at the end. Are we? Okay. Yeah, There's we could probably have done an entire hour on work after alone, but you know, on brand would be doing some FFB yeah, yeah. stuff as well. That's true. Uh, we didn't get to Sanic. Uh, uh, social engineering, man. I, Honestly, I think that was a ton of social engineering that went down. Yeah, to, to get people in, yeah, like, with the show them the, you know... The ugly Sonic. And, and you know what? After seeing them side by side, on, I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was that bad. I, I want to see... Show show me that cut. I want to yes. watch that cut of the show movie. Show me that cut of the bad Sonic at this point. Yeah. I believe that, quote, bad cut never existed. Maybe. I 100% think it was strictly done for yeah. social engineering to get people to, to get butts think, and seats. Yeah, that they have some kind of say in changing the movie. Yeah, they come around saying, "Okay, we're gonna change it," and then somehow, yeah, fans decide to grow a conscience and guilt each other into watching a movie that yeah. probably was wasn't gonna be Maybe. bad to begin with. The, here's something I will definitely say. So something I really enjoyed is that it wasn't that much over an hour and a half long no it was good for kids i think it took both boys it was it was it. it was great so i had my all hands meeting at work mm -hmm. i had three hours to kill between you know my all hands meeting and you know getting off work me and my wife went over and saw it and had plenty of time for me to get back over there and eat dinner yeah um something that jazz really appreciated was that not often do you see like if you have a black lady as the wife or whatever it's usually a very light-skinned black lady so she really appreciated that it was a darker skinned black lady yeah and her um, sister too and her they, sister they too the they were girl. the sister was entertaining oh yeah um yeah um this is my house. <laughs> the little girl gotta go fast gotta go fast gotta go fast just running around that was really good i enjoyed it um you know what i 
Fritzelady and yeah. Donut Lord. Yeah, Fritzelady and Donut Lord. And I was like, Fritzelady, that's a little bit. She does yoga and she's brown. She's Fritzelady. That's a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm probably the only one who put that two and two together. But, you know, it made me laugh. Um, yep. Gotta go fast. I really enjoyed Jim Carrey. Yeah, he did. I can't really say that about a lot of things. He did a really good job being funny in the movie and being the. Yep. He was a good villain. He was Eggman. Yep. Dr. Robotnik. Robotnik. Yep. I liked that Sonic kept calling him Eggman. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, ha ha! Yep. I do that all the time because they're the same freaking character, just yep. in different games. Uh, character groups are not the same. They're the same. They're basically the same. Yeah. Uh, now we just need. Uh, this is. Oh, I actually. My favorite part. Wasn't even during the movie. It was the Sega thing that they brought up, and they showed all the different games. Yes. And I was like, "Oh man, they're getting ready for the Sega Extended Universe." Yep. What I want though is the Smash Brothers Extended Universe. Yeah. Uh, because then Sonic we get a. Is in that. Man, think about man, Bayonetta movie. Yeah. Man, guys, give me give me a Bayonetta movie. Well, isn't there really a Bayonetta movie? I, don't know. I think Maybe. there is. I think there's a, not a lot of action Bayonetta. Yeah. I want like a full-on like feature-length movie. Feature-length Bayonetta movie. It'll be like an acid trip. <laughs> and then we get a Bayonetta versus JoJo movie because you got they got to put JoJo into into Smash Brothers. The Mar- Wario movie. Yeah. Justice for yeah. Waluigi, guys. Um, I think M- isn't M Bison getting added to Smash Brothers? Or is he uh, in probably. one of them? He, How dope would that be, man? He probably either is or was, or yeah. I know they're adding a lot of Fire Emblems. Fire yeah. Emblems. Yeah, I know Fire Emblems all over that right now. now. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. But yeah, definitely Sonic. Ton of social engineering. What proved yep. it to me was the end of that movie. <laughs> Seeing that character come out and not look like a yeah. horrific disaster. Well, like or they, buddy. or they knew. <laughs> no, no. they based off of how they painted this picture to us. Maybe. Uh, for sure, for sure, they already knew. I mean, listen, I'm on your side with it. Like, I just, I always like, there's always a, a gotta leave room for a little bit of doubt. Corporations, man. I just remember the same, the real thing we should be ending this on. That flat earther guy that blew himself up. <laughs> What's really sad about, I don't know if you watched the video. He's just no. going up. Yeah. And you see the uh, parachute break off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's done. He's done. Yeah. Was, was he in his own made rocket or uh-huh. whatever? Yeah, I gotta watch that. Yeah, and it just goes up. I've been waiting on it. And then it comes down. And then you see yeah. poof. <laughs> Pour one out to a real one. Pour one out for a real Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter. I sometimes post things. I do a lot of... Sometimes I'll like a tweet and then I'll be like, shit, which account am I on? Um, because I have my... my accounts you know they're i can just do both of them from my phone uh but yeah we don't have an instagram uh maybe one day we'll upload something to youtube i don't know weirder things have happened we can just start throwing stuff up there i guess um, and with that we will see you guys in two weeks yeah thanks for listening Bye.